We Infuse Podcast, episode number 60. Welcome to the We Infuse Podcast. My name is Amanda Brummett. In every episode, we give you a seat at the table as we talk to Infusion Center owners, operators, and experts so that you can get the insight you need to run a thriving practice. In this episode, we talk with Andrew Volk, Senior Vice President of Talis Healthcare. Andrew shares how to grow while keeping a local feel, ensuring strategy and operations never lose focus of patients, and how to support the teams delivering care. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for being here with us today. I um, know you have an amazing background, and some of our listeners are probably a little bit familiar with it. But for those that aren't, will you just kind of start at the beginning and tell us all about your background? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my pleasure. And thanks for having me today. Uh, I started off my career as a pharmacist, um, went to school in South Florida, uh, Nova Southeastern University, if somebody's listening from there. Um, but I uh, w- moved to Chicago uh, and started on the health system side. I uh, worked within pharmacy, hospital operations, and uh, started doing some oncology work as well. And that was a little bit how I got started in the infusion space was through uh, the oncology world. Um, stayed with health systems, moved to Michigan, where I'm originally from, worked with an integrated delivery network, eventually joined the a, a, a regional infusion group. Uh, headquartered out of Michigan, did some great work there, expanded some good stuff, and then most recently joined uh, Talus Healthcare with uh, Brian and Shay on the team. So Amazing. It's a, a fun and, and winding path, you know, yeah. how you get to where you are today. So, Yeah. What got you interested in the infusion industry? You know, I, I think primarily early on, especially when it was oncology, right? Like everybody knows somebody who's been, you know, touched by cancer to some degree and you know, there's a lot of emotions, of course, uh, with that disease. But I think when you're like in in the hospital and you're working directly with the patients, the staff who are taking care of the patients, and you and you see and hear things that you never in your wildest dreams could have thought up of when you're sitting at a meeting with other leaders talking about what you should be doing with your business and how yeah. complex it is and the level of support that they need. I think it just for me made it a little bit more meaningful and personal than, and and I'm not saying this isn't important, but, you know, perhaps, you know, like getting a stress test or an EKG, right. You know, as part Mm -hmm. of like your routine care, like that's important too, but it's just kind of like a a different level of personalized healthcare. And, and I kind of felt a little bit attached to that. Yeah. Even though I don't know how to start an IV myself. So (laughs) (laughs) at least you can mix one. That's what matters. (laughs) There you go. Thank you. So with your vast experience, what would you say is your main area of expertise? And then what's one thing that you'd want our listeners to learn from that? Yeah, I guess, um, you know, when I think about, you know, a main area of expertise, it's probably translating, you know, the the clinical and operational level of uh, infusions as it relates to what patients experience, you know, the nurses, you know, the referring providers and translating that into, um, you know, the, fi- the financials of the organization. And in anywhere you work in healthcare, it's very challenging to speak, you know, bulges uh, on the finance side and on the clinical and the operational side. And when they're not coordinating well together, that's where you start to get some discordant decisions and frustration. So I think being able to have folks with a background to kind of bring those two groups together so they can work, uh, you know, synergistically to drive great decisions. And of course, then great outcomes is, you know, a skill and a challenge and fun and frustrating all at the same time. So it's, it's been a a fun, a fun career path. 
Yeah. Yeah. Somebody that's able to bridge that that clinical side with the business side is huge. And I love that you started out as a clinician um, because I'm assuming you first look at things through that lens and then as a business person, which um, can be really helpful for the team. No, absolutely. And I, <clears throat> I think, though, if you're not careful, though, you got to go back uh, to the sharp end of healthcare and still see some of those patients, because the further removed you get, you might still think of yourself as a clinician, but you do unknowingly lose a little bit. So it is important to be mindful and make sure you're getting back into the thick of things here and there. So but that you're absolutely is a great right. point. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just curious, do you, do you do you practice at all? Do you jump back in and, and do the clinical piece every now and then? <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Uh, so, I mean, a little bit, but I, you know, there's a lot of things I'm going to qualify about that statement before I say that, especially <laughs> if anybody I work with or I've worked with goes back in. But yeah, definitely looking at the individual order. What do we need? What do we not? You know, what is this new test now that wasn't out five years ago that we need before we see a drug? Right. Um, visiting in the infusion center, you know, watching the nurse doing it, asking a couple questions, sitting and talking to some of the patients. So I still get there. I can talk little things about maybe, you know, muscle cramps, but I definitely don't want to overinflate, you know, 10 to 15 years later, you know, what I still have left in the tank there, but right. You know, it's yeah, still, it's still your passion, right? It's still your passion. So. Yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense. Well, let's actually dive into Talus Healthcare and talk about your infusion center. I love your tagline, providing the best healthcare centered around one patient at a time. It's amazing. Um, Tell us what Talus is and, and what's unique about the way you guys deliver care. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Talus Healthcare is an ambulatory infusion center enterprise. It's a, a little bit of a mixed model. So we do um, freestanding ambulatory infusion centers, um, and, but we also do some office-based infusions where we uh, work with a, a specialist physician, put up some chairs in their office and you know take care of their patients. Um, so we, we definitely play in both spaces. But I think, you know, what makes us unique is that like a lot of uh, startups, uh, you know, you started off very, very small and you had to work very hard, uh, you know, scrap and claw to get, you know, anything you can to stay open. And so because of that, you really had that like small company feel like you call and you know you're going to get. And I hope he's listening to this. Andrew Babb, the pharmacist in charge, you know who you're going to get you know, not the phone tree. And so I think that's one of the things that makes us unique uh, is that you're still going to get the same people on the line. Uh, when you call, get the direct line, we give out our cell phone numbers, right? I'm part of all my business cards. We still have patients, uh, you know, call our centralized staff or even somebody like me. And so we, we try to maintain that as you grow. And of course, that is a challenge. Um, but not wanting to let go of that, it's like a hallmark of why we all care so much, right? Healthcare, you know, is, is personal. Um, and so that's why we have our focus. Hey, we want to offer the best healthcare centered around one patient at a time, as opposed to, you know, we had this many referrals today. Be like, no, we didn't. We had this many human beings that we all need to take care of individually. And so I like to think that that's ingrained in our culture at all of our locations. Yeah, that that's actually really impressive. Are there any tips there that you can share? And I'm assuming you guys have been very intentional about that as you've grown, because it's really hard to get away from um you know, oh, we're too big now and now we need a phone tree. But how, how do you keep that that personalized, small feeling, even though your organization's grown significantly? You know, it's hard. Uh, and But I think, you know, where we've done it is there's a tendency, especially if you're looking at something through the financial lens to say, let's uh, centralize as many services as we can, right? Because then in theory, you can be more cost efficient, right? And And there is a lot of truth to that. And so you want to go down that line. But on the other hand, it's like you realize as you're in 10 states, 
Um, I, I don't know everybody in 10 states. I don't know all the payers in 10 states. And so you might have to give up a little bit of control and introduce a little bit of variability uh, by decentralizing some things and allowing folks, you know, out in their own backyard and the communities they serve to make decisions, communicate with patients, referring providers. And at first that can be tricky because you're like, well, if there's variability, right, then you know, I lose a little bit of control. What could happen? But I think you have to get comfortable and trust people in healthcare who want to do the right thing, that there's going to be a lot more benefits of those decisions then there are, you know, things that you'd want to shore up. And so we've definitely leaned into that and gotten comfortable. And I think that's allowed us to, to still maintain that, that local feel, even as you do enter 10 states. Yeah, I imagine that's an incredible balancing act. And I love that you've been intentional about giving up some control to keep that local feel. It's fantastic. Um, so I understand that you also work in several other areas like home infusion, specialty pharmacy, and even precision medicine. Can you tell us about those? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm super excited about uh, these companies and this product because I, I really think it's unique and, and can offer uh, so many things to patients as they as they continue their healthcare journey, right? And things change over you know the years uh, in terms of their treatment, their insurance, all that great stuff, their social support. So, uh, you know, Biotech Remedies uh, is another one of our sister companies that is a specialty pharmacy home infusion platform. It's been around for about 12 years, so uh, you know they're licensed and accredited in all 50 states, um, <clears throat> primarily have grown out of, you know, probably many people in those organizations out of an immunology and an IVIG space. And as there's been, you know, new therapies to market, uh, just have continued to grow and being successful. So uh, I, they work really great, Talus and Biotech together, because, you know, especially as the medical benefit for, you know, insurers is blending with the pharmacy benefit, being able to be a, a total solution. Um, you know, for your referring providers, uh, regardless of where, you know, perhaps they may have their care slightly dictated, I think is, is a huge value prop and gives, you know, comfort uh, to both the providers and the patients. And then additionally, uh, Innovative Precision Health, uh, or IPH, that's another sister organization that is pretty synergistic uh, with the first two. And that's a, a data analytics platform that leverages uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence to give physicians and payers insights both into individual patients and patient populations as how their disease is progressing while they're on therapies. And as you can imagine now, uh, you know, with so many innovators in the healthcare space, you know, the days of you just going to your doctor and them doing a physical assessment or maybe looking at a lab test and saying, this is how things are going are long gone. Now there's, there's wearables, there's apps, you know, there's secondary, tertiary, quaternary providers. There's so many different sources of information that your primary care provider, your specialist doesn't have all of that in one spot when they have the 10 minutes with you in the office. And so we take all of that information with open APIs, connect it into one location, push and pull it directly into the EMR to give the physician the insight they need to take care of their patients in the moment. And so that I think is a, a very exciting company that has, uh, you know, just started in the last couple of years and continues to get more and more interest, both in the home infusion and in the ambulatory infusion spaces. Wow, that's fascinating. As I think about the ecosystem that you're working through too, I love that on the surface, people that are your competitors or that you're negotiating across the table with like payers, it sounds like they're also probably your customers on the other side. So um you must have a really great community of uh, people across the scope of infusion there that you work with. 
Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. And I, I like to say, and I know as time goes on, it changes, but I like to say it's still a little bit, the infusion industry is a little bit like a cottage industry. I know that's changing, um, but it's a little bit like the, you know, uh, breweries, right? I know that's an odd example, yeah. but it's like, they don't necessarily view themselves as competitors. Like we're right. all in the industry. We know the same people, the patients at the end of this, let's all, you know, do our best to help each other out where we can. And so I think that that's another way to, we like to look at things and you know, continue to grow and support the communities we serve. So, sure, and there's enough need out there that yeah, we we don't have time to compete with each other. We just all need to take care of people. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, going back to your infusion center experience a little bit, what would you say has been your biggest challenge in the infusion side? Yeah, good question. Wow, and I almost want to like be careful answering this because obviously there's all partners involved <laughs> who are all great, wonderful people who have their own priorities that are very legitimate and understandable. And I'd probably do the same thing if I was in their shoes. Um, <laughs> but uh, my goodness, I would say, I think a little bit of lack of transparency uh, with some of the payers' uh, policies and how they support their patients. You know, we like to believe and translate a complicated healthcare system into something that's simple for the patient. And it should be simple that I need a therapy. I have insurance to help me pay for this. Schedule my appointment and I will pay whatever amount that I'm, you know, supposed to. And so we like to believe it's that simple, but uh, as, you know, payers grow and there's, you know, employer groups who are, you know, creating their own cost-effective rules, which again are great things, uh, you know, for their employees for managing their costs, it becomes increasingly more challenging to find out, you know, what exactly do these patients need in terms of clinicals to get approval or step therapy or if something's carved out. And so that's where you can end up with a perhaps on accident and not great financial experience when you get potentially the wrong information uh, from an insurer. But again, they're also using systems that are very complicated to manage many, many customers. And they're trying to do the right thing on behalf of their members that we they care just as much as we do about our patients, right? They're the same people. Um, so it's just, you know, another happenstance uh, challenge of, you know, the United States healthcare system that, you know, probably has become increasingly complex for us over the last five years. Um, but, you know, you bring in the right people and the right talent to do your best through that. Um, and work hard for the patient. Yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense. It's gotten so complex. Um, is there any advice you'd give how to overcome that? You, you said bringing in the right people um, in any magic that you guys do to help make that less friction for the patient? Yes, uh, I, I think you definitely have to support your people um, on your team. Um, and every, I think every employee goes through ups and downs in their career, right? You know, probably even you looking back, you're like, there are times where you're, you know, super motivated and hyper productive, and then there are other times where you have other things going on in your life. And so I think we believe, you know, taking care of the employee during the entirety of their career journey and supporting them. And then that way they want to stick with you and they view you as, you know, a, a part of their life and not a job. And then with that, you know, when you're working with the payers, they develop those relationships, they maintain those relationships. So you can kind of get a little bit of the easy button. And, all right, well, let me just message or, you know, phone my friend and we'll get to the bottom of this because they know we're reasonable. We're trying to do the right thing um, and make that work. So I, I think that's probably one of the largest, you know, value props you could have with being an effective provider uh, for insurers. Um, but that's a heck of a lot easier said than done. <laughs> 
Yes, I agree. And in, in my experience, I, I have been able to develop some of those relationships and they are priceless when you can just hop on a phone call and they can say, yeah, it's not happening this year. Um, I'd, I'd rather know than not, but, but you're right. It takes a lot to get there. So I love that you support your employees through that process. Are there things as you, as you look at, you know, your infusion experience, are there things that you think being a pharmacist specifically has changed the way you would have handled it or, uh, or you've approached it differently? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think going back, uh, when, when we look at making decisions that impact some of our infusion centers, our processes, you know, um, you know, and ultimately our patients, I think having that appreciation for how much more detailed and complex it actually is when, you know, you're standing next to the patient, you know, when you're trying to take care of unique circumstances, it's, they're not all the same in routine. And I think there's, there's a, a proclivity towards oversimplification of, you know, register the patient, take their weight, get them in, start the IV, start the medication. And then when they're done, you know, thank them for their time and seeing them out. Um, but if you're on the sharp end of healthcare, you know, that that's perhaps not even the majority of cases. It's a lot more complex. So I definitely lean into my pharmacist experience to know that there's a lot more things that we're not thinking about that we're not clarifying that we should be mindful of before we unintentionally make a mistake and make sure we're pulling in, uh, you know, the right folks who understand that uh, to help us. And I, I think that, you know, I, I, that's why I still go back and try to, you know, see those spaces to make sure I don't lose that. And every time I do, I learn not just one thing, but many, many things and think, oh my goodness, I can't believe I oversimplified yet again. <laughs> that makes a ton of sense. Well, with what you've experienced in this business so far, what would you say is your biggest light bulb moment? You know, <clears throat> I guess, you know, going back to, um, you know, what kind of why we all went into healthcare or not all of us, but probably the significant majority, uh, you know, at the start of our careers is, you know, because we, we care about you know, people and we want to improve things and make it better. And I think that, you know, what, what motivates people, you know, is, uh, in your companies, you know, all your locations of your business is different and variable. And I think being able to connect anything you do with your, your strategy or your operations, uh, to something that's patient focused ends up always being so much more successful, um, than if you don't. And, and I know that sounds you know, probably, you know, like common sense and maybe it even is, but I think sometimes when you're just so busy and you, everyone gets millions of emails and you have tons of meetings and something sounds like a good idea and you just get excited, you know, it, it's your job to see something through and that it's done well and safely and effectively. And, uh, I think I've, when I've connected it to the patient successfully and just see that everybody align and get so excited, like that's a light bulb moment. And, uh, and then that almost reminds you of like, that's why I started doing this, you know, in the first place. And it's much more fulfilling in the end as well. That is great advice. I, I see that all the time. We get really excited about a concept and we're thinking about the operations and the finance and the throughput and how we're going to make the process work. And it almost seems like when you get to the end of those meetings, you've got to circle back to the beginning and say, okay, how's this going to work for patients? Um, so I love that you come back to that. That's a great, great focus. Um, speaking of being excited about things, 
What are you most excited about right now in the industry? You know, I, I would say uh, the industry's grown a lot uh, over the years. The number of therapies has increased. You know, trying to manage that has uh, become more challenging than I think historically it has been. But that also can be exciting too, right? You know, it's it's new wrinkles, new things that you need to figure out and, you know, work together. And so I think, you know, biologics have grown, biosimilars have grown, you know, dipping into specialties that historically didn't play in the ambulatory infusion space, that's happened, you know, site of care shifts, that's happened. And I think, you know, I'm excited for, you know, all the, all the research and development that's gone into cell and gene therapies um, that already has. And I think that that's definitely an opportunity for infusion providers to be more involved. And that's going to add in lots of layers of complication that we haven't experienced yet before. And that's going to be exciting. And we're going to have to work together. We're going to have to share best practices. We're going to have to work much more closely with employer groups or insurers, the patients, the referring providers, um, you know, our clinicians to make sure it's done safe and effectively. And so I think that that's going to be a huge tailwind and open up a lot of access for patients. And it's going to be exciting for a lot of infusion providers nationally. So I feel like that's something kind of new um, that I'm excited uh, to have happen uh, for all of us. So um, hopefully coming soon, right? Yeah, me too. I cannot wait to see where we are in 20 years with all of that. Um, We're all going to feel better and maybe even look better from it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I hope so. Well, Andrew, you have shared so much good information. If you had just one last piece of advice for our listeners, what would it be? Oh boy, um, yeah. I, I always feel a little funny giving advice, you know, generally speaking to a lot of people. But I think uh, at least one thing that I, you know, remind myself of is, you know, make sure that you're finding time to have fun, you know, with your work and your, and your folks and your colleagues. We all have a lot of pressure, right? Many infusion providers nationally are growing very quickly, um, which is an awesome thing. Very busy. You know, I, I get to see, you know, our colleagues, you know, at conferences. And I think sometimes slowing down, making sure you have time for a little bit of fun, de-stress, you can be at your best to tackle all those complicated things that we need to get in front of, um, you know, can be challenging. And I think we all need a little reminder on that. So for keep sure. having that fun, guys. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, Andrew, thank you for your time. Thank you for all that you're doing for the infusion industry. And we appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Amanda. Appreciate the time today. Well, that was great information from Andrew Volk of Talus Healthcare about delivering superior patient-focused care one patient at a time while still growing and achieving operational goals. If you aren't familiar with the We Infuse software platform and RX Toolkit's web-based resources, I encourage you to schedule a test drive. These tools can save you time and money in your practice while making infusions safer for patients and caregivers. My name is Amanda Brummett, and we'll catch you in the next episode.